Johan van Sale. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and in this episode I'm once again sitting down with one of the team members from Wild Eye, and this time around I have a conversation with Johan. He is one of our more senior guys, well, one of the senior guys in the company, and he's been with us for about six or seven years. Uh, he's a great friend, a phenomenal guide out in the field, and if you go and look on Instagram and YouTube and this podcast, you would see a lot of content around him, so go and, um, I hope you go and check those out. For now, though, we have a conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. Okay, we might as well get going. Have you got, have you got his GoPros yet? Not yet. Why? We're working on it. What's the deal? Um, it's just from a um, client of ours, Liz. Um, she sort of um, spoke about projects that she did in the past with uh, with GoPro. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Iceland, if I'm not mistaken, where they took these balloons that they sent up to Liz did this, yeah, okay. to video the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when those balloons popped, they used the geotagging or the you know, GPS to then find the GoPros and get the footage. I don't so, know if the GoPro have GPS yeah, yeah. built in. Yeah. So I thought this is a good idea. I thought I'd just ask, and she put me in touch with the guy. So let's see. More importantly, did they find the footage? Yes. Did yeah, you yeah. see it? No, I haven't seen ask it. Her. Yeah, she did a whole bunch of that kind of stuff with the universities and the schools and stuff. Yeah, it's so pretty cool. The, photo- the, the school she's with, those are the photography ones we might be working with. Yes. Okay. That's so that's um, it's just one in, in New York, but she sent a, a whole bunch. To what exactly is it? Is it as a, a university with a department, or is it a photography school, or so it's both. So oh. one of them is like a photography and videography schools. And, and in their, the way I understand it is in their um, syllabus for the year, in, in that is included that they go on a trip somewhere. So and like apparently some of these places have got massive budgets. I mean, they go all over the shop. We like massive budgets. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, we're toying with the idea of, you know, getting them to the Mara um, and then, you know, they can stay there. It's included in their course. Okay. Six nights at the Mara. And then in them doing that, we can say, like, while you're there for the week, hmm. we want X, Y, and Z. You know, can you imagine the, the videos we can get back of House of the Staff, you know, of you can even do just one yeah. sequence, which I would love to do is um, with our chefs, you know, talking through cook, oh, wow. like a, um, our own live cooking program so they can make in the mini documentaries yeah yeah but no sorry i'm just so you say you're going to include it in the course what is how does that look so they sign up ahead we go and present something yeah and then they come on the trip how does how does this work so i mean they'll obviously they'll get lectures and stuff there we'll also do a bit of teaching so i'm thinking maybe almost taking our wildlife in photography course yeah yeah our wildlife uh, wildlife photography course module that we have to teach them the wildlife photography side of it and a lot nice. of it is more you know these guys, by that stage, they know what shutter speed, aperture, all of that is. So it's more focusing on the technical, the, the creativity side mm. of it. Um, That's an- cool. Anticipate the animal behavior, placement in the frame, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, once we're in touch with these guys, I, I'm sure there'll be, I'm hoping there'll be a lot of interest for that. That's very cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What would you do if you got a GoPro on a trip? How would you use it differently? Let me tell you mine. Before you, so you can <laughs> okay. think, I've always wanted to, and the, the problem is, I'll probably lose the GoPro. Because in the past, I've had them and lions walk past them and Quinton mm. still had one where they picked it up. Picked it up, yes, like I remember chaos that. And whatever. I've always wanted to get to a fresh kill and I've got this image in mind where I can stick this thing in there, 
filming up through the ribs yeah. and having animals on it. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, so the... If it's not yours, if you, if it can be replaced, then you can get a bit <laughs> more creative. You can get a lot more creative. So that, that's the kind of disclosure that we need to find out from uh, from GoPro. But um, I would love um, those walkways on the dry lake bed, the elephant pathways. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that put that on Amboseli, and get those. It is walking straight mm. towards you. That'll be insane. Yeah, I mean the GoPro stuff they they have now. It's and if you think back, I think I had the GoPro 4, 5. And you said it's 11 now. It's 11 now. It's insane. Yeah. It's, and of course, you can still control everything from a, from a phone. It's got a screen in the front now, so you can actually, for vlogging and stuff, it's great. You can see what, yeah. you, what you're recording. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. I think the, the last time I had a GoPro also was like 6 or 7, maybe a 7. Yeah. 7 black, and I thought I was the shit. It's like, I've got the 7 black. But yeah. the one thing I would like to explore with them as well is um is 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 the 360 thing so i recently sold my insta 360 on facebook marketplace okay because i took the thing with but i was never using it and it, yeah. it, it was the first version of it but there and I'm, I'm assuming gopros is like this especially if they've been advancing technology yeah. where i would just hang this thing down the side of the car yeah and you get walk by by lions leopards elephants sure and then you can track it afterwards yeah the footage is something you can't get elsewhere. No. I've tried it with a phone on a stick, a selfie stick thing, and you kind of twist if you want. Yeah. But the potential that we have with the places we go to. Imagine no, like one pools. No, and, it's insane. Oh. And I mean, they've, I've had a look on, um, on some of the like, websites in South Africa, but they've got a, a pretty cool like studio setup. So you buy like a tripod with a light mm. on it, with a microphone, and then the GoPro. So even for like interviews, vlogging, uh, videos from the field, gear review, all of those things. It actually comes in super, super handy. So not just the wildlife side of it, but mm. also the more vlogging, personal kind of videos. I think you can definitely I've do some amazing stuff. I've seen this setup. I don't know if it's native GoPro or if it's third party, where you've got that little GoPro device, and on top it's got this little shotgun mic with yes. a mouse, dead mouse, or yes. dead cat, or fucking yeah. rat, whatever it's yeah. called. <laughs> but I don't know if it's a GoPro product. But imagine we could kit the studio out here. Because if you have, I'm thinking one, two, three, maybe four or five in here, mm. streaming to one certain place, and all the studio work is done on that. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I like about GoPro, and I think where they are untouchable compared to other brands, is the way that, that you can mount them onto anything. Yeah. Now you get all those different mounts on your Suction on your head, or on the side of the vehicle, or mm. wherever it might be, on the plane. Yeah. That can be quite cool. It's really cool. It's also, I think, I think they've transcended the action cam thing. Like if someone wants to buy a vacuum cleaner, they say, I'm going to get a Hoover. Mm. It just is what it is. And you're going to get a GoPro. Whatever yes. action cam, people speak of the GoPro. I think it's an interesting thing. See what comes from it. Yeah. Sure. And when are you traveling again? Because it's been quite nice being at home, yeah? It has. <laughs> it has. So my, my last trip was in, uh, in November. So I've had, well, I'm going to have close to three months at home, which mm. is... Very rare. Um, and then Mike and I go to the Serengeti on the, I think on the 16th of Feb for two weeks. A couple of weeks from now. Yeah. That's fully booked. That's fully booked, yeah. Mm. Good yeah. trip. So excited to get to the Serengeti. It's always, always special getting mm. there and um, always lots of predators, the carving, a special place. Yeah. What's the best thing about being home for so long? Getting into routine, I think. Um, exercising, yeah. training, um, eating healthy, um, and just enjoying time at home. I can actually, I've been able to do stuff at home. Yeah. You know, um, work on stuff in the pool, getting that all sorted. Um, the garden. Did you say work on stuff in the pool or work on stuff then the pool? No, work on stuff. Well, both. 
<laughs> in the pool. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I, I mean, I enjoy work at home. Mm. You know, there's always something to be done, and yeah. and you always sort of look at things. I mean, when you back from a trip and you have a week, you don't really want to spend time on fiddling with things nah. at home. You know, so that that's definitely been a highlight, yeah. and also just spending time with family, family and friends. Mm. It's yeah. it's something I think that, and I mean, look for a lot of the guys starting in the industry, someone like Apple Sammy or so. It's a natural arc that you have to go through. You have to go through that whole journey of traveling. I want to go more, more, more. You get to a point where you think, this is it. I'm living the life. And then to balance it out to the other side. I mean, I think you, myself, Andrew, even Mike Laubscher, we in that transition of finding what the new balance is. Yeah. Because it's not sustainable on the long run. I think from a mental, physical, anything point of view, just life, family, friends. Yeah. But um, I think it's possible if there's buy-in from everybody. Yeah has to be yeah and it's i mean for me it, it's been you know there's probably about four years of consistent traveling and still to come no 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 that, that, that i've done now <laughs> over the last you know the first two years i think i was traveling like 50 days a mm. year but um for four years it was pretty consistent yeah. traveling and to the same destinations i, I don't dislike those um destinations anymore but it, for me it's just kind of what can I do better? Yeah. No, how can I? Yeah. If if I if I'm just doing the same trips, and I mean it's it's no offense to to someone coming on a trip for the first time, but I think I would I would push myself more, you know, focusing on a like a private safari and, and mm. focusing on clients' particular needs, you know, something mm. particular they want to photograph or a particular skill that they want to get right or yeah. something in particular that they that they want to see or a that's kind of way what I'm thinking, and then. You know, where else can I add mm. a lot more value? Yeah. I wonder if, <clears throat> I'm just trying to rephrase this in my head. Oh. So, I mean, we we have an amazing job, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, get to these places, so on and so forth. Um, how do I say this? If you fucking love pizza, yeah. like, I mean, you live and breathe pizza. I know yeah. people like that. Not me, other people. But And you have it every single day. At some stage, it's not going to be as exciting as it was not to be as nice you're still going to enjoy it yeah and it's better than fucking broccoli yeah but the edge is off and sometimes you have to pull back and you have to have hamburgers for a while and then go back to pizza yeah in order to enjoy it to the same level yeah. it's that balance i think um, the analogy must work yes but it's something like that for me yeah like i'm ridiculously grateful to be able to go to the mara and to mana pools wherever these places are yeah and this is full disclosure, just being honest here. Does it have the same magic as it did six years, 10 years, 12 years ago? Probably not. Yeah. But reminding yourself of what you get to do versus what you could be doing. Exactly. I mean, I drove in traffic this morning. I've got my cars in, but at least I've got the Mini today. So yeah. that's cool. But I, um, I look at people in the cars and they look fucking miserable. Yeah. And I think I could be one of those. Yeah. Because they have to go to their office job, their cubicle job, day by day by day, and that's it. And they get there two and a half weeks at the end of the year, and this is it. Yeah. But we have to be realistic that sometimes you have to change something from a travel for us, guiding point of view, yeah. in order to keep that magic. I'm not even starting to question or doubt my, your, and our guide's ability. But it's real. It's, a, it's real. Yeah. It's just real talk. Yeah. And it's also, you know, what? how can we set up the, from a business point of view, how can we set it up better for, mm. the, for the long run? You know, if we... And we, we've seen it in the past. You know, if, if we all go travel for four or five months, mm. 
we come back, then a lot of the stuff are not in the order that they probably should be, you know, from, from a planning point of view. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we now, I think it's the first time since I've been here that we're planning more than two years ahead. Yeah. Um, we always used to just put the safaris over for the next year, whereas, mm. you know, even towards the middle or latter part of last year, we were putting out 2024 safaris. Mm. And, you know, for this year, we've got three spaces left for Great Migration. They, you know, there's Say that again, there's three spots left over the entire Great Migration season this year. Yes. And Do you I, know what next year's like? Next year, there's, I think, there's not a lot. I think 30-odd spaces. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. So I, I don't know if we've done it before, but I think it'll be the first time that before the Mara season, our Great Migration is going to be fully booked. Yeah, I don't think we've had, we've come close, but not yet. Yeah. So we need three spots. Grab it, guys, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and I think that is down to our... A lot of the planning and, and mm. sort of marketing strategies that we put in place, um, and also being able to you know get in contact with people via email and stuff, which you often can't do if you're on the road the whole mm. time. It is hard. It's also I think the so we get the recuperation days. So what is it? Every six days is one day. Yeah. So up to six days is one day off. More than seven plus is two days. Yeah. But. <laughs> if you get to September, October, yeah. and you've done three weeks away, one week home, four weeks away, one week home, uh, two weeks away, three weeks home, seven weeks away, two days is not a long time. No. You know what I mean? It's like, no. it's rough. And I think that's, that's the balance of when you get back and nothing's funny, you're yeah. like, just fuck the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with everybody. Yeah. But, but and, and again, that's where the gratitude and, the, and the, the context comes in of I could have been sitting doing numbers all day. Yeah. Because that's not me. Absolutely. So it's, it's a balance, I suppose. And there, there, there's a part of it that I really enjoy when you like, when you've done a long stint or mm. you've had a long year and you get on that plane and you are exhausted. You literally almost can't keep your eyes open. 100%. There's a part of that that I really love. And you, mm. you get into your own bed and you just crash. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's both It's both looking forward to crashing in your own bed, but also the fulfillment of what you've just done. Yeah. I mean, people crying when they go away and it's, oh, God, this is the best time of my life. That's that's the gold. Yeah. And I mean, this morning, Ingen, I got a message from Ingen. So I'm running a two-week back-to-back uh, migration sometime July, August. Mm. July into August. And Ingen's on both of them, one okay. of my clients, and he's now said, can we please do a private before? Nice. Now, I've... In the past, up until, up until yesterday, I put my foot down and said, I'm not doing more than two weeks at a time. Yeah. For me, because there's other things as well. I've yeah. got a sideline business, I've got to worry about here, family, whatever. But then you think, okay, someone like him, great guest, awesome, mm. play, let's do this. Yeah. Knowing the kind of stress three weeks back to back to back can be, especially with migration, it's a lot. Yeah. But then I think, you know, I could be somewhere else. So this yeah. is, it's, it's that balance. But... I've limited my days per year, and this at least falls in it still. So, so yeah. there's that. But I think you have to be honest with yourself in order to get the most out of yourself and to provide the best value for people. Sure. Have to. Sure. A lot of young guys do not understand this. Yeah. And they kill themselves to death. Is that a thing? Kill yourself to death? You can't really kill yourself any other way. No, you're not going to okay. kill yourself alive. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and that's the thing for me. It's just having that understanding of why I'm doing it how long and so on and so forth. That's yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How's absolutely. the new car going? Oh, loving it. Doesn't feel like a pickup anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's um You're like fancy now, bro. For the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was um it wasn't planned at all. You know, oh. so it all happened very quickly towards the end of last year. So um yeah, very, very happy with it. Actually sitting in traffic is a pleasure now. Yeah. I don't mind. I had a lift with you yesterday, it's a beast. It's yeah. a 
Yeah, Proper vehicle. Yeah, it's nice. And it also saves uh, some fuel for the company. So I'm sure mm. Elizabeth's smiling. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, which I've seen it yet. Maybe on the first run, no, balance the numbers maybe. out. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. yeah. And your thoughts, I mean, so we, I spoke to Melissa or, and or Randy about this yesterday. So we had a, a, a meeting, strat thing, a couple of weeks ago. Candice was crying the whole time. Yes. So I'll, I'll ask when I speak to her, I'll ask <laughs> about that. But something happened there which is very difficult to explain and it's very difficult to quantify or monetize that, what yes. happened in that room. Everybody was sharing, it was amazing, it was great. It wasn't forced, it was very natural. What would you say, how do we as a company keep that going? Because like I said the next day when we did that presentation thing, shit's coming, we're all going to fight there. It's going to be fucking sure. hard days. What would you say is the way to keep momentum going on something like that? I think open communication, I think, is one of the most important things. And um, during the, well, I call it holiday, but when I got back from my last trip. Um, November. November. Um, I read a book, which is um, from one of the sports stars in South Africa, Faf Du Plessis, his, mm -hmm. his book. And I mean, he's considered as one of the, the best leaders and, and uh, you know, kind of a people's person. Mm. And one of the things that, and he mentions it m numerous times in the book, is everyone wants love. Everyone needs love. Um, no matter if, love like, is love, bro. Love is love. <laughs> um, no matter um, the hard front that people might, uh, mm. face they might put up, um, or the most sensitive person that you might meet, everyone wants love and sure. everyone, everyone needs love. And I think that's, that's the biggest thing, is just to understand kind of where everyone is mentally. Mm. Um, and I think the only way you get that is by open communication. Yeah, um, I like You know, that. It's, it's, it's all good and well saying that you're going to do something, but then you've got to keep your word to that. You know, if, if you're going to say you're going to um, be more involved or you're going to communicate better, then, then do that. Do it. You know, then don't do it for a week and mm. then veer off, because then that, that trust gets mm. lost very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's... And I mean, it's, it's quite easy, I think, in, in our office. We've got an open office. We've got different departments. Got to make time that no matter how busy it is, you know, set um, a date in the calendar once mm. a month or twice a month, you know, if you feel that that's, that's necessary. And, yeah. and, you know, communicate that and see where everyone's yeah. at. I heard, I heard an interesting, I like the love idea. It's, and I can't remember where this podcast, I'm consuming a lot of content. I'm not sure where it's from. But there was an idea that, for a lot of men specifically, and but it, it does translate across as well, but for a lot of men, they experience or they they feel love as respect. So if you respect, yes. and whether it's in a relationship, yep. wife or girlfriend, partner, spouse, whatever, or in a work relationship, love translates as respect. Yeah. So for for females, real females, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different discussion, yeah, um, that uh, it might be different. It's, sure. it's the love languages, right? Yes. It's affirmation, words of gifts, physical touch, time spent, whatever. Yeah. But for a lot of men, it translates as respect. Yes. And to me, that's exactly it, is that love slash respect thing, it has to be there unconditionally. Mm. And the one thing that we said in that meeting was, it's not, you don't have to earn my trust or respect. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hundred of my, you have 100% of my trust and respect until you don't. Until you don't, yeah. And I think that to me is a good thing. Yes. The the, the, the other thing as well, on, on the leadership thing, um, do you know who Jocko Willink is? No. He's a Navy SEAL um, turn kind of motivational speaker guy, hardcore. No. Like, he, he's probably the most disciplined person online. It's like a David Goggins type character. Okay. Right? But he was on, 
he was on Andrew Huberman's uh, podcast, and they're talking about motivation and discipline and all these things. Mm. And he says, as a leader, one of the things, and this is not something I think just a leader should do. I think it's something that as a group we can do. And he, he pulls the two extremes. He says, when they go on a mission, these mm. Navy SEALs, and they'll go and do an, ex, uh, an excursion or whatever they do, right? They'll go in. If they fail, they come back to base, and everybody's miserable and down and just like, oh, we shitty and whatever the case is. Then it's up to the leader or to the group dynamic to try and pull it from the negative back. Just, guys, it's fine. Won't happen. We can try again, blah, 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 blah. Right. But on the same breath, if you go out and they do an exercise and they knock, they shoot the lights out, so, so to speak, <laughs> and they, 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 they do what they needed to do on this mission, they come back. And then there's a certain level of arrogance and rah, rah, we're untouchable. I don't have to, to dismantle my gun now. I'll do it tomorrow. Then it's up to the leader and the group dynamic to say, listen, no, let's pull it back a little bit. Yes. So it's almost like you don't want to live in those extremes. You don't want to live on the super negative, we're shitty, or on the super, we're untouchable. Yeah. And it's up to leadership and to, I think to, I mean, you're, you're a senior person in this company, mm. to, to, to pull it back. So if, if people are down, pull them up a little bit. If there's this arrogance starting to happen, like we're untouchable, nobody runs better safaris, just buffer that. Rain it in a bit, yeah. So I think, I think somewhere for me in that, that's the leadership thing combined with the love respecting. I think there's, it, there's magic in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the biggest thing is, um, and also coming back to this book, I'm actually give you just one mm. pa paragraph to, to read because it's very interesting. You know, it's, it's obviously a lot higher stress environment than what we operate in yeah. with, with media and all of that. But it says even with, with leaders, you know, mm. whether you captain or a coach or a um, selector or a CEO, whatever you might be, you also need someone to talk to. Hundred percent. Now you you can't you can't feel that because I'm the leader, I've got to take everything on my shoulders because you're gonna break. You know, you, you need to and often that if you you know, it doesn't have to be another senior person. It doesn't have to be a junior person either. It, mm. it could be, but someone that you trust or someone yeah. that you just feel, you know what, I just need to, to talk to you. That creates an even bigger trust with, and almost a, a, a bigger sense of belonging for mm. someone that has just entered that environment. Yeah. Now someone who they thought, shit, you know, who's this person? This is the, the top dog is now speaking to me because yeah. he or she has got, you know, possible stress that they worried mm. about or... You know that that in itself is a is a quite an interesting mm -hmm. um, interesting thing, and I think it, it it resonates with that trust and open communication. Mm. Is it the, the I, I was speaking to a client recently. She's from Swiss Bank, and the banks itself they're looking at flattening the hierarchy. Mm. So normally you have the oh god, you've got the CEO, then the the assistant manager, then this, then heads of departments, then da 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 yeah. And through that process, especially after COVID, the banks were saying, okay, cool, we need to flatten this. It's too much. Yeah. And flatten it down, make it wider. Hmm. But that would make it easier and almost more palatable and acceptable for the top people to go and chat to, for example, someone who used to be seven layers below them is now only two layers, for example. Yes. And that, but I think as a, as a group dynamic, that lifts everything up. Yeah. And it's 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 a it's a fine line, I think, for us because we've got what sixteen people in the 16, office, sixteen something, yeah. right? If you go, it's very easy to disconnect people if your hierarchy is too big, yeah. and it's to flatten that the, not the curve. Hello, COVID. To yeah. flatten the hierarchy a bit and make it accessible for someone. If someone wants to, if 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 Randy, who's brand new, wants to come and talk to me as a shareholder, then she should be able to. Yeah, shouldn't be a. Shouldn't be like, go speak to someone three layers down. Yeah, no, sorry, me. you it's don't have uh, access to that. No. The other, you mentioned something on communication. 
I think that's also interesting. I think there's also a point where you can over-communicate from a business point of view. We just keep talking about stuff, mm. and then tomorrow we'll talk about it again. Yeah. And then I'll send you an email, which is talking, communicating. Then we'll catch up next week and talk. But okay, where the fuck is the work? Yeah. We've the, spoken about this. Yeah. We've communicated. Now do. So so there comes the thing. Like we're going to say we're going to do this. So do it. Yeah. Otherwise, if we don't do it, I think that every talk, every time you talk to me about something, just more talk. we're just going to be a talk. And eventually people are going to be like, okay, here yeah. we go. It's another, another talk. If you say, okay, cool, you know what? Let's meet up tomorrow morning. We're going to water these flowers. Cool. Let's get, get water a, the flowers then. Get a jug, fill it up with water, fill it up, do it then and there, and yeah. do, it, do it together. Mm. Then, when something gets spoken about, people are going to say, okay, cool. You know, we, we're doing this. The plants actually look okay. That, yeah, the, the, it looks okay. I think. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that, that over communication, that, that comes down to, again, the, the trust mm. and ex- executing. Yeah. I also think there's over meeting. Yeah. Like I've read a lot of. And this is both on LinkedIn and then kind of on, on podcasts and stuff, is the amount of people that are cutting down on meetings. Mm. Like, if you have an hour meeting, can you do it in 30 minutes? Yeah. L- literally, stop talking shit, get to the point, leave the sound of your own voice, just get to it. Yeah. I, I've, I've read a couple, and I'm going to get this wrong. What companies was it? It was something like Net, Netflix is one, and there was another one. Spotify, maybe? But they've changed, and they said... Meetings only on a Wednesday. Done. And never more than half an hour. No. Done. So that you know that you can get productive. Monday, Tuesday is my work days. Yeah. Wednesday, if you want to arrange meetings, do it on this day. Um, otherwise, if you want to work from home, it's not a Wednesday type thing. Yeah. But that just makes it the idea. I, and I'm, I'll go on record, I loathe meetings. Hmm. I absolutely, I find it the most unproductive thing. It's just talking, 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 and it's bouncing. And then people are, I'll differ just with you just to make sure that someone's balancing the status quo. Fuck off. Yeah. Let's just get to the point and move on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a good meetings person. No. I like to, let's, you and I can go have a coffee now, chat about it. Okay, cool, let's go. Hmm. But I think the meeting idea as well needs to be reassessed and see who needs to be in it. Yeah. Who, uh, this is Jeff Bezos from Amazon. I think... Is it him or Musk, one of these big big chaps, that if you can't feed your entire top committee with two pizzas, that it's too big. Yeah. Then, then you, you, you're wasting it. Because the more people, then there's more communi- more ideas. Now I've got to say to you, Jan, your idea is actually shit. So, but now you have time to talk and it's fucking under half an hour. It's like, God, yeah. stop already. Yeah. But I think that as well. Meetings and over-communicating. If you can find the balance between productive meetings where you're not over-communicating yeah. and then get shit done. That to me makes sense. I don't know. That's me. Yeah. I almost feel like people have this mindset that if a meeting is shorter than half an hour, then it, something has not been done right. Yeah. And it's, that's exactly what you say. You know, it gets dragged on. It's like, okay, mm. well, we could have finished this in 10 minutes. Just get to the point. Like, I, think, like yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed Avatar, the I second one. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. It is this, they've got the scene in there where they're swimming with it's like their version of a whale. It's got horns and shit, but it's... it's <laughs> but the visuals is almost like a Nat Geo documentary. And it looks... It is sick on IMAX 3D. It's really good. But why are we saying this? So Avatar is a great movie. It's three and a half hours. Oh, wow. And I want to watch that. I'm yeah. into it. But three hours 20, I'm like, okay, fuck, this is long now. Yeah. In a meeting, if you start going over two hours... <clears throat> no. You do not have my attention anymore. No. I'm thinking I want to go pee. Yeah. I want to have lunch. I want to check my Instagram. I want to phone home, whatever. Yeah. But, and I really think the, and, and we've got strategy as a company coming up next week or the week after whatever, right? Yeah. Strategy meeting. And this is something I, I feel I'm going to push hard. Mm. 
because you can over meet, you can over this. And don't send me an email if you sit three desks from me. Yeah. Stand up, come and talk to me. On the email, maybe just to put everybody in, hey, Johan, as discussed, we're going to have coffee every Friday. Yeah. Done. So there's a paper trail, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it feels like you're doing a lot of work and a lot of energy expenditure for not much return. Yes. On some of these things. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, so the, the business meeting as such, uh, compared to, if you can call it mental health meetings. Mm. You know, 100%, it, yeah, I get you. It, it, it can, I mean, depending on what the mental health state is in your, in your office. But I think if, if you had to, once a month, like we did, um, was it last week? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was last week. You know, it's just something like that. Cool, guys, we're here. Mm. Um, everyone okay? And I think, you know, gauging from the last meeting is people would quite open to, you know, talk about things that are bothering them. Mm. Or if not, you know, then you can maybe yep. take it on a, on a one-to-one basis mm -hmm. with either someone that you trust or, you know, the p person mm. where you have yeah. potential friction yeah. or something. I, th I think what we created last week when people shared and with the presentation the next day, we created a benchmark. The challenge now, and I said this to Jono and Laura outside yesterday, the, the challenge now is how do you keep that momentum going? Yeah. Like if, if there's, for example, let's say we've got to share bad news with a team. Like, hey guys, you're not getting a salary next month. Yeah. Okay, that's cock news, but still. Yeah, it is January. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's day 74 of January right now. Yeah. So, so, but there needs to be a way that you can still harness that and go through this. Hmm. And in the past, and I'm going to say this, we haven't been great at doing that because other things take preference. Hmm. But that's where I'm, I'm stepping and I'm saying enough. We need yeah. to pay attention to that because if you can fix that, yeah. everything else is better. Yeah. It just is. But something special happened there. You don't want to talk about it too much. Yeah. And you don't want to leave it too much. It's like this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a pink unicorn. You don't want to. Uh, I was hoping that sounds better, but you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but it's difficult, you know, when, when things get busy, you know, it, it, is, it is tough to mm. maintain. Did you see, changing topic quickly, mm -hmm. ChatGPT? Yes. Okay. For those of you not, not in the know, catch up number one. Number two, on the 30th of November, the world changed because this AI bot called ChatGPT3 has gone live as such. I've been using it for a lot of stuff and it is insane. It's mad. So it's not connected to the internet. It's a language model that is basically conversational. It's like if you look at a movie, it's that thing. Yeah. It's like having a digital assistant that doesn't sleep. You yeah. can say to it, write this, do this, break this down, give me ideas, whatever. Yesterday, oh well, it'll be two days ago now with time zones, um, to write the US medical board exam, Mm -hmm. normally four years of study from what I read yeah. and then there's two years of intern and whatever the case is then you write this exam yeah. that thing passed it yesterday no way chat GPT they gave that artificial intelligence all the questions and it's not just arrows what is this humorous tibula deltoid clavicle it's not that it's like in this situation what would happen if then what not it passed the exam yesterday so how did they do that they obviously then typed the question yeah then. so they would just type in the questions as per what these guys would normally write yeah. and it passed that's insane. So I know in the past, and I told you this, they they had a whole battery of guests or guests to the hospital, <laughs> clients, <laughs> patients, engaged with this thing, and there was an eighty-two per six. Holy shit! It's early. <laughs> need coffee. Eighty-two percent success rate on GPT, where the doctor said that's exactly what they would have done. That's now this incredible. thing passed the exam yesterday, just that's on incredible. the model, and GPT four is coming. Dude, it is madness what's happening. It's crazy. And you think whose jobs are going to get taken first? I, I saw there was Copywriters. One, copywriters. Yeah. Probably. I saw there's another one where, was it Walmart? Mm -hmm. One of these shops in, in the US where you, you can't enter 
without you know having your card with you and as an employee no 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 as a as a uh, a person wanting to go buy stuff mm. so you've got your say walmart card or whatever or your credit card you go in whatever you take it automatically oh. ch- charges it to your credit card right so now people can't even steal anything anymore mm. because if you don't have a like that credit card that you've registered or whatever mm. you can't get in gotcha and you can't hide it anywhere because no. it's going to see it's there so when you go out boom it mm. goes straight off your credit card i remember seeing and this is this must be about five years before covid where I think it was in Japan that was writing this out, that if you walked into, but this all links with cell phones, yeah. right? So so forget about AI on top of this, where you'd walk into a shopping center and then they would have scanners, like security scanners. Yeah. They would scan your eyes and facial recognition. They would then be able to cross-reference that with your phone on you because your hand's phone number, whatever the case might be. And then they know you've been looking for new running shoes. As you then walk in the shopping center past the running shoe shore, you get a message saying, hey, Look to your right. New Balance <laughs> on your right-hand side has new specials for you. That's And that's incredible. five or six years ago already. The, uh, that is ooh. ridiculous. I mean, because the, the iPhone this year is 16 years old. Yeah. That changed the world. When when Steve Jobs took that thing out of his pants. Oh, jeez. And did he, change he, the he took his iPhone out as well. <laughs> Damn it. Look at this new device. Anyway, um, that changed everything. And in 16 years, everything from Instagram, Twitter, well, yeah, maybe, Facebook, Airbnb, Uber, all these things because of that device. They reckon that in two years, GPT or this chat thing is going to do what the iPhone did in 16 years on how we communicate and how we interact with technology. That's scary. It's madness. It's very scary. It's absolute madness. But uh, hey, it's here. I just think a lot of people, even even Apple Sammy, who's the youngest person in our office, yeah. he was like, oh, no, this is bad. This is scary. It's like, dude, you can think it's bad and scary. It's going to happen, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. So either you can embrace it and try and monetize it use and it. use it, yeah. or you're going to get left behind. It's not an if or then. It, it's a fact. Yeah. So, But like we were chatting over the weekend, you know, it's, it's kind of how do schools get into this now? Mm. Because, mm. and I mean, we, we've seen it. If you had to take that exact text that you say, for example, you Google, uh, write me a blog about mm. elephants. Yeah. And you copy that exact text and you put it over. It's going to tell you that it's been written by AI. Yeah, AI detector. Yeah, AI detector. Mm. So you're going to have to put your own spin on it to make it human. Mm. How easy would it be to detect for a headmaster or a teacher to detect whether something has been written by AI or mm. by a student? Because I mean, yeah. you, you, that thing is going to do 95% of the, of the groundwork for you. So... A, a write-up that would have taken you maybe two, three mm. hours, possibly now might take you 45 minutes. Yeah. I, just, I just think, I think it's ridiculously short-sighted of schools and teachers and principals to say to kids, don't use this. I mean, Ida was saying yeah. to us that if the, the, the teachers or whatever it was said to them, if your kid gets caught doing this from the IEB, South Africa's, inter- what is that? Independent exam. <laughs> it's apparently something to do with education. Yeah. Independent education board, something. Um, that your, you, your child won't be able to write matric for another five years. Wow. In five years, the world has looked dramatically different. Done. It's the same with social media and, to me, search engines. Don't say to kids, don't use this. Why don't we teach them to use it properly? properly. This is the ethics. Yeah. This is what to be careful, be careful of. But also with, with, with the AI, it's not, it's not a dangerous thing. I can give you a pencil. You can draw a beautiful painting or you can stab someone's eyes out. Yeah. It just depends how you want to use it. Yeah. But teach the kids... Because the people who are going to be successful on AI are the ones that ask the right questions. Yeah. And you still have to have the intellect. For example, so yesterday I had a meeting outside with Jono, Al, and Laura about a marketing campaign for the Mara. Yeah. Just leading up a whole bunch of different stuff. 
So Al then sent a short email for him, <laughs> like four <laughs> paragraphs. Sorry, Al. Um, and it was, hey, guys, as discussed, here are the four points. Dun, 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 dun. Agree with Jerry that it needs to be a targeted campaign, blah, blah, blah. Look forward to your thoughts. Last night, I get home. I take that email from hi, Jerry, hi, all, to Al, punch it into um, chat GPT. Say, please work me out a four-week strategy for marketing this. No, no. Boom. It gives me four weeks. Week one, do this. And it pulls from the tech. So on week one is release 2025 dates. Week two is um, raise the fact that there are six people on the Masamara experience plus one. Yeah. Week five and so on and so forth. Then I say, okay, cool. Introduce into those four weeks the potential trip that Jerry might be doing to Chicago and New York. Gives it again, but now influences this. Cool. Now, give me a breakdown of the type of content we can create for it. So it goes week, I'll show you the mail. Week by week, it gives me um, a video highlighting this. Da, 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 da. Cool. Do that one more time, but now split up the types of content into new customers and uh, existing customers. Cool. For existing customers, three points. You have to go more nostalgic. Da, 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 da. For new, this. Okay, cool. Take that now and interject it into everything and give me a final rundown. Done. That's it took insane. me, but still. It wouldn't have done that if I wasn't inputting. Sure. I took that and I still had to read through and edit it. But I swear to God, if I had to do that on my own, I would still be fucking working. Yeah. It is literally from an email, I say, extrapolate this. I'll show yeah. you the conversation. It is madness. Yeah. It's madness. And again, I think people and specifically educational bodies who kick against it are very short-sighted. It's no, like kicking sure. against the internet when it started. So. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's uh, fucking amazing. It's incredible. I think I, I, said to, I, I think I said to you as well. I feel like I'm in the 1980s and someone showed me Avatar in fucking 3D. <laughs> what the hell's going? That, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. listen, Bruce. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, we'll do this again. I am stopping at 37 minutes because that's kind of what we're doing with the rest of the office. Perfect. Uh, just quick rundown of your trips coming up over the next while. Um, so. Pretty evenly split, um, a trip a month. So February, um, Serengeti, March, March to April, I've got India, and then May, Low Zambezi, June, I've got a private to Uganda, mm. then July, sort of uh, Great Migration, yeah. Serengeti, and Masamara, and then yeah, into September. Are there still spaces well. available on any of those? There's still spaces on, I've got to think now. Uh, Northern Serengeti mm -hmm. and also South Luangwa, October. Okay, so people who want to get hold of you, please give them a shout for those. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's more evenly spread though this year. Mm. Yeah, it makes a huge spread. difference. And I think, again, I finish after the moral workshop. Okay. Lekker. Good stuff. Thanks, Johan, thank you so much. Thanks, we'll do guys. it again sometime. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Chat to you next time. Bye. Cheers. Bye.